everybody, Dave Hodges here. I'm the host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. Welcome to the SatPhone, the SatellitePhone.com radio station. This is, listen, we are so pleased to be affiliated with these great people. Um, they are making America safer. More on that later, but uh, they're sponsoring our show in a big way. And uh, we're glad to have them on board. And uh, we'll talk more about their service as we go. We have wrecker on i can't tell you his name oh yeah i can that's right um he's left dhs as you haven't heard yeah that's right wrecker um he was a dhs um, agent and uh we have him on tonight to talk about various things uh, mostly about resource issues and that'll include communication food uh, transportation costs and so forth and he's in a position to see this. He's seen nations taken down as a contractor and a Marine. And uh, DHS, he <laughs> has been part of our uh, upper echelon law enforcement. And uh, we're going to talk about the state of affairs for America in an ain't pretty. Um, he also is going to soon have a podcast. And we'll ask him about that as well, too. And he may be appearing soon on a radio network that we're on, Global Star. We'll, we're going to look into that, too. So... Like I said, a lot of things out there in the works here for Doug Thornton, and I'll tell you, he'll be a great addition. People say, well, he'd be the next uh, Bongino. Maybe, maybe he'll be better. Doug, welcome to the show. Dave, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's great to be here and uh, talking with you again. You know, I want to start tonight off with a quote. Uh, anyone who's followed me for some time or who's listened to me and Dave uh, in our mad ramblings that we have for an hour, uh, you know that I'm a fan of quotes. So let's start tonight off with a quote. On the plains of hesitation lie the blackened bones of countless millions who at the dawn of victory lay down to rest and in resting died. Let us not forget ladies and gentlemen, that everything that we're going to talk about and everything that you see going on now is affecting you. It's not ludicrous statements. Uh, It's not conjecture. It's not conspiracy theories. We're talking about things that are happening now in this country and things that we may not have here uh, in the near future. Uh, before the show, me and Dave were talking about, you know, some of the things that this nation is seeing. And Dave, you and I have spoken about this for years, about upcoming shortages and about the next new event to happen. Well, it seems, Dave, that the next new event to happen would be the fuel shortage to sure. go into the, the coal shortage and even a natural gas shortage, which can be a very perilous time for this upcoming winter. Well, great minds think alike, my friend. And the reason that I say that is because I just did a broadcast the other day on YouTube where I said, uh, we talked about the shortages coming, and I said, elderly fixed income people are going to have to choose between eat or heat this winter. Yeah, and that's something that needs to be considered. You know, people that are on a fixed income, uh, like my, my, uh, my father, you know, he's on a fixed income from his retirement from the oil field. And, you know, between medical bills, dog food, you know, chicken food, uh, you know, the, the regular electric bill, your, your fuel, all these things, they really start to compile and they can really snowball you, right? So 
you know, people don't really stop and think about that. If you're on a fixed income and you only have so much of a cash pot for the emergency savings, what happens when the big emergency happens and you have to start tapping into that? How quickly do you lose those funds and those funds are replenished? And here's another problem, Dave, is people think that the government is out there to save you and to help you during these times. You know, for around 10 years or so, I, I worked hand in hand at times with FEMA. And I know, I know a lot of the good men and women who worked at FEMA, and I know a lot of the really crappy ones too. And I can tell you that working disaster recovery zones and working in disaster areas that the government is not there to help you during the disaster. <laughs> yeah, The government's not there to set you up for being prepared for the disaster. The government comes in after the disaster. So that means if you don't have fuel, the government's not coming with a, a five-gallon you know, gas can full of fuel for you. If you don't have the food, the food's not there right away. All these things are brought together through NGOs, non-government organizations, who will be pulled together by FEMA and by volunteer groups and by other privateers who will come out there to lend aid to a community. We've seen from Katrina and Rita, we've seen from Big Sandy, we've seen from a lot of the earthquakes in Haiti and in Puerto Rico, the wildfires on the West Coast, that during these times of strife, those elements are not where they should be. They're not as uh, well equipped as you would think they would be. And the government, honestly, is inept in its job at bringing this type of recovery because it's hard to be able to fill, uh, to fill the grocery stores. It's hard to be able to refuel uh, the, the, the truck stops, you know, whenever the roads are flooded, it, they can't just come in there with a wet vac and, and take the flood out. So you have to prepare personally for every type of situation to occur. Now, that's not saying prepare for the aliens, prepare for the super volcano from Yellowstone. I'm saying prepare for the four seasons and the natural occurring disasters that come with that. Another thing that we talk about constantly but it's really not hit good enough, and that's what we're going to really cover during this interview, is communication. Uh, Bob Griswold, I'll give a shout-out to, to my man Bob Griswold. Great friend he of the show, of, yep. Yeah, well, fantastic guy, fantastic guy, amazing stories. He probably is one of the experts on communication and communication uh, capabilities when there is no comms available. Now, we have, um, we have basic walkie-talkies, right? We have human-to-human interaction. We also have posted letters being able to be sent out everywhere and flyers being able to be sent out everywhere. There's all different types of ways of having communication. But to be able to call one person from one part of the town to the next town coming, we don't really have that per se. Ham radio is not really out there for everybody. You have to have a license, you have to have the equipment, you have to have a lot of training for it. And not everyone is up to snuff for ham radio, even though I'm a big proponent of it. Dave, I'm sure you're a big proponent yep, of it. I sure am. But, but a great, great way to have this type of communication is a satellite phone. Now, I've had a satellite phone before. They do work. They do come in handy. And I would say this, that the ability to have communication – whenever the towers go down 
is something that will give you a leg up on everybody else. Yep. Uh, for years, we have investigated and we have seen the destruction of fiber cables to a lot of cell phone towers, especially in law enforcement, right? And this is something that's happened all across the country. We've seen it, uh, especially in, in my home state of Texas, we've seen it all throughout Texas where just randomly fiber cables have been cut. And it's not an animal, it's, they were cut. No one can tell you why, because no one's patrolling the, you know, the power lines. But I can tell you this much. When the communication goes down, and it's during a perilous time, unless you have the ability to communicate via radio, which not very many people have, you're on your own. And when I say you're on your own, you're going to be on your own with maybe whoever's around you and whatever you have on you. That's a bad place to be. It's not a good place to be, especially when, Dave, if you're getting home from the airport, lights out incident happens, you have your satellite phone, you're able to call your son or be able to call your cousin or, or your friend down the road and say, hey, I'm at the airport, I'm on the way home, can you secure my place? Sure, got you. That is something that's available through a satellite phone. That is a very key instrument to have and I'll let Dave explain the rest of it on the satellite phone, but I'm just telling you, the communication uh, down scenarios is something that we do practice quite a few times in the government. It is uh, not something that the government is going to come there and reestablish phone lines for you. You know, this is not something that you should be waiting for the government or anyone else to really reestablish if it's a perilous time. If it's a winter situation, there's a really bad storm. Hey, man, I've had at times up north whenever I used to be stationed up there where when the power went out, it was out for a couple of days, and it got cold. And when you can't talk to anybody, the fire's not on, and you're running out of resources, you know, things get pretty hairy. That's why having a satellite phone, it's a great piece of equipment to have. You know, it's, it's easy to use. It's friendly. Uh, for even some of the more inept people at technology like myself. And uh, I can't talk good enough about it. It's something that I think every serious prepper should have in their bag, especially if you're, especially if you have a family and you need to get to that bug out location or if you need to rally with other people, you need to be able to communicate with them. And if you don't have other phase lines of communication, at least you have the sat phone. David, get back to you. Well, no, you're exactly right. And this is why I decided to... Uh take this company on as a sponsor as i said before great people approach me with good products but i don't know that it's something that our audience will need potentially or in the present but the sat phone absolutely is and uh, I refer you to the satellite phone store.com and uh, i have a sat phone and people go dave it must be expensive no it's not i pay one-fourth the cost now it's not by the way one-fourth the cost of what it is for my cell phone but what's really interesting about this phone is this is for emergency use so I don't chit-chat on it, and uh, it works outside, and uh, the setup is relatively easy. If I can do it, anybody can do it. And the one thing that I want to really stress to people is when we rise up against this criminal administration, they are going to take down our cities, probably the power grid, most definitely communications. They're going to cut off the cities in or out. It's continuity of government. And by the way, I just read a Naval War College white paper a couple months ago saying they won't go into cities. <laughs> urban warfare and no 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 they're going to let us prey on each other uh the only kind of communication you're going to have is sat phone 
and every one of your members of your family needs to have this. It's very, very affordable. And they also have a messaging service with it right now called the Galileo. And I'm making anywhere between two to four updates a day. Steve Quayle, Mike Adams, Doug Hagman, myself and others are on there making updates and you get to subscribe to all of us for one really low free uh, fee. And what they what happens is you're always in tune with the latest news. And you won't have to wait to decide when the mainstream media decides you should hear their version of the propaganda. We're telling you like it is in news releases. 140 characters or less, it's like the old uh, tweets, but it's effective. It's called the Galileo. It's part of this system for the satellite phone store. Now to find out more, for the friendly people, really friendly people, um, give them a call at 855-980-5830. I just had a brain aneurysm there. 855-980-5830. And you're going to find why this is a necessary part of communication for everybody. And ask about the Galileo system too because you'll get updates from me. So thanks for asking about that because it is important. But I'm also concerned in other areas of preparation besides communication. We, we've hit the home heating oil. And I'll tell you, people are going to die this winter, Doug. They're going to die. People are yeah, going to freeze to death. They're going to starve to death. Yeah, just like we saw with the beginning of this year. Uh, it, God forbid if we have another one of those tough storms. And you should always be prepared for it. Uh, you know, you should always have the proper type of heating elements and insulation. <clears throat> but, you know, people don't always have that, Dave. And uh, in a crisis, people will will get into a frenzy where, you know, you go to the local farm and supply store and you try to buy, you know, a bundle of wood. Well, at first, that bundle of wood was $5. Within three days, it's $15. And then the bundle of wood, go, you know, it's gone. Or the four-hour log that you can buy from any type of store. Uh, you know, those type of resources, they go up really, really fast. And people will, in a crisis, go and buy everything and anything. And I'm telling you right now, as, as I told a friend of mine from uh, Alberta, Canada, if you can walk down the road, if you can collect sticks, and <laughs> hear me out, if you can collect sticks from the side of the road, you can effectively for free collect firewood it's littered all throughout the road you can walk into the woods collect a bunch of sticks i use pie cones frequently for a fire starter uh, and you can collect bundles of wood burning elements all right it's not that hard you don't have to go out and buy 10 15 dollars of pre-cut wood even though sometimes that is a very good stock that you can get in a pinch you should already be collecting these if you have a fireplace, if you have any type of wood-burning stove like I have. These are things that you should be focusing on. There's other things that you can buy. You know, you can buy propane heaters. You can buy uh, natural gas heaters. You know, these are things that you should be stocking up on. You should be checking it constantly, and you should see where these levels are at. And you should know at any time if you are too low for your gas or if you're out. And if you are, I highly suggest that you fill it up because it's going to be a bad winter. You know, our incompetent president in chief, uh, Biden, he, he's he's not wrong when he says we may be going into a dark winter. I get, I take that as a heads up, Dave. Anytime. Well, you, you know, I yeah, think it's going to be a lot our, more than uh, just uh, home heating oil and food. 
I think dark winter means a whole lot more. What do you think? Oh, I think it means a lot of things. Uh, personally, I, I, I think we're going to, we're going to go through a time of strife and, uh, that affects everything across the board from first responders to your grocery stores, to your, you know, your home and goods stores, to your schools, your job, you know, your home life, it, it will affect everything. And, you know, the most basic question is not what is best, but who shall decide what is best? We have the wrong people in charge in this government, if no one has seen that yet. We have the wrong people in charge to take care of this country. Uh, we have inept leaders who are cowards, who have been proven traitors. We have, uh, you know, runaway federal law enforcement agencies who are at the behest of these clowns. And once again, these people think that they're lord of the manor and we're the serfs who serve them. You know, they're, they're not going to be harboring anything when it comes to us because we're going to be fighting amongst ourselves. They're going to be good. They're going to be well taken care of and they're going to be in their mansions. They're going to be in their bunkers. They're going to be on their, their manors. They're going to have all their little things in place because they have the money to buy it and they have the resources and the connections to buy it. While all of us people, you know, us regular everyday people have to fight it out. When That's I kind of what about... I was saying when uh, the FEMA uh, has come out and the Naval War College has come out and said they'll circle off the cities under continuity of government. They'll just leave it to us. To, uh, if we're in disarray, they'll shut the city off and we'll be on our own. Well, they're... There are some documents about that from the Department of Defense, especially with the Army, on how to take down a city in the United States. And part of that is basically just cordoning off a city, cutting down any routes of travel, stopping the airflow, and uh, just letting you sit and wait, right? That's, that's not the place you want to be, especially if you live in a big city, right? If you live in a big city, man, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if I could get out, I would be getting out. If I could sell my home, if I lived in a big city, I'd be doing it now. You don't want to be caught when prophecy hits the fan and you're in the middle of the meat grinder. You don't want to be caught there. It's not just the fact that you're going to have the roving gangs. Not just the fact that you're going to have the criminal elements. You're going to have the spontaneous psychos as well. You're going to have the people who are going to be looking for their next high, they're going to be looking for their next murder. They're going to be looking for their next victim. And you don't want to be that person because this government is not here to stop that whenever everything goes bad. They're here to slowly control the bleed and you know just ever so graciously apply pressure to the wound. They're not throwing on the tourniquet. They're not doing uh, advanced surgery in the field right there to save your life. That's not what they're here for. They're here to control a situation, and they take their time. I've been there. I've been part of it. They take their time uh, getting into places that are drastically hurt by natural disasters or other type of disasters. And, hey, man, just look at Baltimore. Look at the, the crime wave that hit New York in Chicago. Do you see the government step in and do anything about it? No. And they're not going to. They're not going to. Your cities are going to fail. Your city leaders are going to allow the city to fail for whatever for whatever reason. 
The Democrats want that to fail. I don't know why. You know, just look at what's happening in Chicago with their own police union. You have almost an entire force of police officers saying, screw this, we're not going to work anymore if you make me take the shot. Well, what happens when you have no more police? You know, it for for a while, we heard the rumors of the blue flu, right? The blue flu is every cop will call in sick, no responses for that day. Let's see how you like it, right? That's not the right mindset. A lot of us don't agree with that. But the sympathy for that is there, and people do agree with that. And you're seeing it now with this forced vaccination. When you have a large amount of law enforcement who is going to leave the job, or a large amount of military who's going to leave the job, you're going to have gaps of protection. Those gaps of protection cannot be filled adequately when there's not an adequate amount of force patrolling the streets, serving the warrants, doing the surveillance. If that element's not there, the criminal element will prosper. And let's just move on from law enforcement. What about the construction crews? What about the people working at the power plants, the people working at the factories, the people working at nursing homes? You know, we don't stop to think about nursing homes. We really don't stop to think about hospitals. Look at all the walkouts that are happening at hospitals with nurses and doctors. This whole vaccine thing, it was never about vaccinations. It was about compliance. The entire thing is about compliance. They need people to comply. And once you comply and you become complicit, you're obviously already complacent. And if you don't care about any of these other things, well, they can just do whatever the hell they want. That's where we're at with this government. That's why guys like me have quit their job. I was not very far away from a, a pretty pretty nice retirement, and I had to leave because I can't do this anymore with this type of government. It's wrong. And I say that to say this. If you were in my position, if you're a law enforcement and you were in my position, you can tell yourself that at least I'm the good guy in the bad government as long as you want. At the end of the day, if you're still there and you're still doing what the government wants you to, it doesn't matter if you're the good guy or not because the rest of America won't look at you like that. And the leaders don't look at you like that either. They don't care if you're good <clears> or if you're bad. Just do what they say. I think the you peer know, pressure would be overwhelming, though, too. And it's already there. The peer pressure is already there. Just look at all the the all the things that happened in 2020. Should have showed Americans where we're at mentally in this country, where we're at spiritually in this country, right? Because we 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 wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. These are the things that we're really fighting. The, there is a spiritual war in America, and it is a war for everything wholesome and holy, for everything good. We are fighting against a truly tyrannical evil force right now. And I know there's a lot of people who've said that. There's a lot of people who have really gone off the rails on it. But it has never been so prevalent in our time. Now, you have naysayers who say, well, this is, you know, this is echoes from the past, from the 60s and 70s with the hippie movement, the communist movement, and the Red Scare. No, it's not. No, it's not. That was the beginning. We're looking at decades later when they feel like they're ready to really go through with this 
you know, you've you've never seen so many walkouts, so many protests for every little thing out there. And they're they're fundamentally changing America from inside out. What is that eventually going to cause, Dave? It's going to cause riots. It's going to cause riots. It's going to cause a civil conflict. And just like what you mentioned with FEMA, when the civil conflicts happen, besides whatever law enforcement is there that decides to still work until it's too dumb to work and it's time to go protect yourself and your family, you're on your own. People don't understand what it means to be on your own when people are ramsacking through the neighborhoods. I've been there. I've seen it. I've seen it when you have people come out and say, why the hell aren't you guys doing anything? You know, and <laughs> the the sad fact is, well, we're told to only focus on them and not focus on them. Well, at some point, you're going to have to cross that ethical, moral decision where it's not right to ignore the public who's being affected and then to ignore the criminal gangs who are affecting the public. We're seeing that now. And eventually you'll have law enforcement who is going to have to decide to politics be damned, do your job. Do what the public paid you to do. You know, if you if you put on the badge of protect and serve, damn, protect and serve. Don't serve the politicians. And that's a crisis that we're seeing now. But that's also going to go across a whole spectrum of venues. Construction is going to be one of the big ones that's affected. When the oil completely stops, Dave, what does this country do? How long is our oil reserves? You know, these are things that in the government we know about, you know, we should know about anyways, but we had a direct pipeline with the Keystone Pipeline, we had a direct pipeline to be getting all the oil that we wanted to be, to be independent of energy and to have our own energy so that we wouldn't have this crisis. What happens whenever Saudi Arabia cuts it off? Hey, we don't like Joe Biden. We're cutting you off. What do we do then? Because Biden's EPA won't let us do anything for drilling. Biden doesn't want anything to do with drilling. He doesn't want anything to do with the oil field. He doesn't want anything to do with fracking. There's thousands of jobs gone. More people on the breadline. That's what this government wants. More people on the breadline. More people turning against the system and coming to them. That is not the answer, America. That's not the answer. That's not the way we should be doing this. I've always believed that Americans should take a look back in history at the words dangerous freedom, and you should really think about what that means. You should be able to provide for yourself with your food. You should be able to provide for yourself with your energy and with your aspirations of what you want to do in this country. But that's not the way America is going right now. Few Americans are thinking like that less and less every day. We're having a crisis on the West Coast just to get cargo ships in. So if you work at any of the docks in the West Coast, you mean to tell me nobody's working you mean to tell me nobody wants to get a 15, 20, 25, $30 plus hour a job to unload all the cargo ships? That's that. Come on, man. That's horse crap. There are plenty of people who will go out there and gladly work. They need the money. People want to work. They don't want to be fed a measly little paycheck from the government. But that's the dangerous route that we're going in this country. And whenever Americans end up becoming dependent on the government, and then the government's not there for your dependence. What do you do? 
Well, yeah, I'm going to ask you, what would you do? Well, I live on a farm. I have a well for my water. I have the ability to make my own power if I need to. I'm not going to talk about that, though. I have everything that I need within a couple minutes walk within my own property. Not everybody has that ability, but you have the ability to garner the resources that you need. Okay. You have the ability to get the skills that you need. You don't have to go to college for it. You don't have to go to a technical college for it. Moonlight somewhere for somebody. You know, uh, a friend of mine recently asked, Hey man, how do I get the skills that you have? My, I have supernatural redneck skills. Okay. I can weld, I can TIG, I, I can use a plasma cutter. I know how to mend fences. I know how to drill for a, a, a water well. I know how to do all these cool redneck stuff. Right. But my neighbors across the street have no idea. And they said, well, how do I get to where I know some of the basic things you do? Well, I was raised doing this. So I would say, find somebody who does that for a living and say, Hey, I'll do this for free. If you'll teach me the skills, America barter your labor for technical skills. It's not hard. If you don't know how to grow a garden, go to the farmer who does and say, Hey, I'll use my labor. If you teach me how to make the potatoes grow, that's skills that you can put in your brain, uh, warehouse group. And then you keep that, you retain that, you practice it, you apply it. And then you never forget it. Teach a man how to fish, right? That old saying, why is it that we keep turning ourselves away from putting our hands in the dirt to putting our hands on the phone? It's because we become lazy and complacent with technology. I would say, take a step back from technology, pick up a shovel every now and then, and remember what sweat feels like. Uh, sweat equity is what's going to get you through these upcoming apocalypses. It's not going to be technology. Dave, you and I know too well. It takes only a couple certain attacks from a couple certain terrorist organizations to take down the power grid. When the power grid's down, millions of people are going to die. You don't have to be one of them if you prepare now. Prepare the smart way. I say people to buy books, read the books, and if anything happens, at least you have an instruction manual of how to do X, Y, and Z when bad things are occurring, right? That's not hard, and that's easy. That's easy knowledge that you can put on your bookshelf, and you can pull it off, dust it off, and read it whenever you need it. But you also need to apply these skills. Here's another thing. People, please buy a firearm. Do not be the person who's attacking the home invader with a lamp or with, you know, whatever clothes hanger or anything that you have in your, you know, in your bedroom, your most intimate mm -hmm. area. You know, this is something people, they, they, they negate to really go down that road because a lot of people are afraid of firearms and they really shouldn't be. Uh, you know, Alec Baldwin's probably the most dangerous man in America right now with his <laughs> firearms training. Hey, I got to ask you about something. I heard the person that was killed, their family as lawyers connected to the Clintons. Have you heard anything about that? No, I haven't. But are you surprised? Well, I'm not saying anything is illegitimate here. Uh, I'm just saying that, uh, that I've read this in more than one place and I actually had someone send it to me. Like they had insider knowledge, but I'm not jumping on that bandwagon. I just wondered if you'd heard about it. So, 
No, I haven't. I haven't. And it's very unfortunate what happened. Um, you know, I hope the investigation goes through properly and isn't uh, isn't covered up just because it's Alec Baldwin. He's a scumbag anyways. He is a scumbag, uh, I agree. Yeah, he used to be a great actor, man. He used to be a really good actor, uh, but yeah, he's a scumbag. Well, that's and, until uh, he, he was a good actor until he got into politics. Or thought funny he, how politics, thought he was into politics. Yeah, politics seems to ruin everything. Uh, that's that's two of my my big things: lawyers and politicians. But you know, I would say that having these survival skills, having the ability to protect yourself keeping your body in good shape, uh, having clean water on hand, having good communication on hand, practicing your plans that you make for you and your family. These are things that are very important to help you survive. Uh, a lot of people are really big into bug outs, right? You're not always going to be able to get there. So your first bug out location should be your home, unless you're in that major metropolitan area where you're kind of screwed already. And I would tell you that if you live out in the sticks like I do, you already got a huge leg up. But you have to understand that when you live out in the sticks, when you live out in the county, you're not in the city. You're not going to get all those resources from the city. The county is always very limited. So, you know, it would behoove you to have everything that you need before prophecy hits the fan. Like a generator. They're not that expensive. You, know, you can buy them for... $300, $400, keep the gas on hand, run the thing once or twice a month, learn how to plug things into it and use your use your tools if you have any. These are things that help people survive. I've, I've been to certain locations where the entire town was running off of generators. Uh, when I was in Fallujah, the entire town ran off of generators because there was no power. Why was there no power? Well, between terrorist attacks and us bombing them, they had no power. America, don't think you can't be there in a month. The way that we are marching into future war with China and with Russia and with their allies, don't think we can't get there. We have the right government for the wrong war. I'll, I'm going to say that again. We have the right government for the wrong war. Their war is against us, as against we the people for some damn reason, not against the actual threat actors who are constantly trying to tear down this nation, destroy it, and then overcome it and eventually rule us, right? Prepare for that. That's the thing that I prepare for the most. We saw it for a number of years where China was gaining strength where Russia was gaining strength, where they were constantly testing us militarily in waters. And whenever you start down that road, you start to tell me that you are comfortable enough to challenge me militarily. I need to really sit back and look at this. Why is it that Russia prepared its civilians for a nuclear attack with bunkers all across the nation? Yeah, exactly. With stored food all across the nation. We don't. America used to have that. We don't have the seven years of stored grain anymore. We don't. We don't have the emergency gas anymore. Just look what's going on right now in California. Was it seven ninety-five a gallon in one town? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. Who can afford that? You know, and if you're having to commute every day back and forth, it's just going to end up bankrupting people. 
and they're doing it on a purpose. They're doing quantitative easing again. They're constantly borrowing trillions from money that we don't have. Eventually, Dave, someone's going to call us to the table and say, here's all my cards. Show me yours. And when we cannot, and I'm speaking of China, and when we cannot ante up, they win. And by winning, I mean they overcome the greatest economy that the world has ever seen. The petrol dollar is nothing. The petrol dollar is literally our military might scaring other nations to still use the petrol dollar. If we had to continue to have the Keystone Pipeline and to process our own oil within this country, we would have held that for probably a century. But they took it away immediately. That's all done on purpose. Every single thing that we see now is being done on purpose to weaken America's resolve for an upcoming war. Because we really don't have anything to say, hey, we're better than you anymore. You know, we, uh, they, they've, they've done their best with their counterintelligence teams and with their propaganda tools to divide Americans already. But what happens when we can't even feed ourselves? I know. But what would you say? From my experience, from my experience, when people are down and out, they will do anything. Your neighbor will kill your dog and eat it if they have to. You'll kill your dog and eat it if you have to. There are people who, during these times, will turn small-time crime into a daily habit. They'll be raiding every single store that they can, and then when those stores are done and empty, they go to the neighbors. And you'll see, just look at South Africa. That's a prime example. When you have roving hordes of people coming down your street, what do you do? Don't think that's not America within the next two or three years. We already saw it with 2020, just what a large population of pissed off people, for whatever political reason, can do to a town. And we've already seen what law enforcement response will and will not be given to those particular towns. For whatever reason, in democratically controlled areas, you're not going to get the proper response. You're going to get the proper riot. And that's not where you want to be. You want to be able to be prepared. That's the time that if you have that secondary location to go to, I would go there. I'm not a proponent of abandoning my castle. I'm a proponent of defending my castle. Um, I will stand my ground no matter what. But if a mob of four or 500 people come with torches and guns, what do I do? So, you know, even for me, you have to be able to have that secondary and tertiary location that you would plan on going to and the ability to move yourself and your family. You know, if you have all these great gadgets and all this, all the store food, you know, all these great things, if you don't even have the ability to move it in your, you know, little Ford, uh, what's that car? The Fiesta, you know, you can't do anything with it. If you, you can't bring all this stuff with you if you just shove it all into one room. You need to also have the ability to have little boxes that have these things prepared in them, like your clothes, proper medication, 
uh, hygiene equipment, stored food, ammunition, an extra weapon, blankets, things for kids. You know, these are things that you really don't think about until the Category 5 hurricane is coming down on top of you and you got to leave. You know, that's why, you know, during some of these really, really traumatic storms, we've seen houses that were completely filled with everything floating down the road. People, people fled at the, you know, the last minute and law enforcement has to go there and try and save you or Coast Guard or the Cajun Navy. You know, that's, that's not where you want to be. You want to be properly prepared to be able to leave if you have to. And once again, that also comes into communication. If you want to be able to communicate. Um, if everything is going down and you don't even have access to the internet anymore, at least with the Galileo system, you can at least get updates. You, know, you can at least get, hey, in this region, this is happening. Uh, that is key information for Intel that you need constantly being fed to you. And you need to act upon actual Intel, not gossip that's happening, you know, at the local mall or the local Walmart. You want actual Intel. Well, that's true. And I probably should mention this again. If you're interested in finding out more about the sat phone and the messaging service, uh, completely less expensive than your cell phone. And you know you're going to have your communications turned off when we go and do any kind of uprising. You can give the good people at the satellite phone store a call. You can tell them I said to call 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. And I can't stress the importance of that, folks, because the worst thing that can happen to you is have family members scattered and you have no way to communicate. That is scary, scary, scary. Again, that number is 855-980-5830. Um, how close do you think we are to decisive actions? I'm not being specific because I don't want to limit your answer, but how close are we? I don't know. I, I would say that we're still going to see upcoming events uh, with this mandate for the vaccines. Uh, and as people leave the workforce, that puts more pressure on the economy. And the more pressure we have on the economy, the more uh, bleed out that we have within the body of the workforce, eventually it's going to die. And whenever we don't have a workforce anymore, we don't have the economy, we don't have the means, and the resources and the goods coming in anymore, people are going to get desperate. And that could very well start this year. I think it will. I, I think come November, we could see... I wouldn't say just a separation within the military and within law enforcement, especially federal law enforcement, uh, but you have other people within the federal workforce. What happens when you know people at IRS don't want to come to work anymore because they don't want the vaccine? Or the Social Security Administration, when there's a strain on that and you can no longer get your, uh, your Social Security benefits. These are things that we don't really talk about, we don't really think about, but these are things that are in place that people live off of. You know, uh, whenever you don't have that, you know, e-card that is charged monthly by the government so you can go out and buy your booze and, and your cigarettes because you use it improperly, you know, that's going to hurt a lot of people and it's going to make a lot of people desperate. And that's where your small crime sprees are going to start. And they'll probably start more than likely from protests and then from protests they turn riots and then from riots it turns to a completely spontaneous mob. I've been there, I've seen it. 
and everything is a target at that point. Any type of soft target, like a Dollar General sitting out in the middle of the road that has no security on it, it's going to be looted. And if that Dollar General is where you went and got your cat food, dog food, your eggs, your bacon, and your milk every day, you're not going to get it anymore. So you're going to have to travel further. Well, if you travel further, then there goes more gas that you're, you know, you can't afford to put in your vehicle anymore. You see where I'm going? Yeah, yeah. It's a exactly, cascade. Yeah. It's a it's a cascade event that we don't think about, but we see it happen every single year. Look at toilet paper. You know, there there was a quote unquote shortage on toilet paper. I went to my local Walmart and I talked to one of the supervisors and I had to ask the guy, "Is there really a shortage on toilet paper?" He said, "No, we're only putting out so much." I said, so you're manufacturing a shortage then? He said, oh, yeah. I said, then why don't you guys just put them all out? I said, oh, because we'd lose our jobs. To hell with your job. Do the right thing. But once again, people are afraid of losing their job. They are afraid of getting that guaranteed income, which, once again, the pressure pot is building. The, uh, the pressure keeps compiling more and more and more. To where it's, it's eventually going to explode. And I think this time when it explodes, we'll see it in all 50 states. Especially Democratic-led areas. You're going to see it there. Is there a nexus point? I guess what I'm asking, is there going to be a civil war? Is there a nexus point? What's a breaking point? Is there any key issues you can look at? I do see a civil war coming. I'm going to be very careful as I say that. I do see a civil war coming. It'll start off as a civil conflict within multiple territories within the United States. And you're going to have people who are going to rebel against this government. I don't know what that's going to look like. Nobody really does. For right now, it's peaceful. Tomorrow, it could be not peaceful. We have a Congress and a Senate who are completely out of control who, you know, they're trying to, to make damn near everything illegal. They're trying to take everything away. Obviously, a big point would be if they come for the guns, all right? There recently was, I think it was 130 or at least 30 uh, congressional representatives who signed on to the latest bill for a gun grab. Now, is that one of your representatives that you voted for? I would be beating down that door saying, why did you sign this? And I'd tell you this much. Those are your true enemies. The people who are Republican and Democrat who sign anything that take away anything from the Bill of Rights is an enemy to this government. But that's not the way the government views it. So we're in a very dangerous conundrum now. When we, the people, are governed by those, the tyrants, what is left for we the people to do can we have a military overthrow not unless the military is involved can you have a huge civil conflict that shuts down the country i think we're going to see that i think we've seen it before i think we're going to see it again trucking could grind this entire country to a halt within a week and any of you that are truckers that are listening right now you know exactly what i'm talking about you just have a quarter of trucking stop that's going to kill our economy. You know, same thing with airfare. We've seen with Southwest Airlines and I think American Airlines where they grounded planes 
and then uh, their own companies are saying, oh, well, that was because of X, Y, and Z. No, it wasn't. The people are protesting. But it stranded thousands of people, but it effectively worked. You know, that's, that's the route that people are having to take. People are having to go an extreme route to get the government to see what you're doing is wrong. What I'm here to tell you is the government doesn't care about your protests. The government does not care that Dr. Fauci is being made out to be a truly evil man. They don't care at all. He won't be charged. He won't be fined. He'll be brushed under the rug, and that's it. I think I think a lot of their goals that they have set out before themselves are being confidently walked down to the point that they know that Every step they take is a new goal, and if Americans allow that step to be taken, well, we'll just keep taking the other step then. You know, eventually Americans are going to have to say, enough is enough, we're not doing this anymore. But when your legal representatives, your congressmen, your senators, don't listen to the voters anymore, what is America left to do? When our own Pentagon says that they basically align with China now, what is the military left to do? I agree. You know, I I have more questions with this Socratean method of mine than I do answers, and that's not a good place to be. You know, guys like me in the position that I used to have, I I honestly would ask questions of how can I destroy this place? And then I would surprise you with some of the answers, right? And for a lot of my rebuttal saying, well, if I could take down this, it can be countered by this. Well, funding, we can't afford that. That's that's absolute crap. The government can afford to harden the grid. The government can afford to open up the Keystone Pipeline. The government can afford to not force the vaccination down the throat of every single multi-billion dollar company, but they won't do it. So what does that tell you? When you're committing economic suicide within your own country, that should tell everybody, this government's not here for us anymore. And if the government's not here for us anymore, and they say my First Amendment doesn't mean anything anymore, and then they come after my Second Amendment, where does the buck stop? And that's the civil conflict. That is the breaking point. That is the Lexington and Concord event for this new America. When they come after the guns, that's always been the breaking point for people. If they come after the guns, we're going to do all these crazy things. Maybe. Maybe so. You think the guns will be the trigger? I think it's a guaranteed trigger. If if you are a dastardly evil person and you need this country to try and revolt against itself so that you can call in foreign powers from the UN and from NATO to slightly start taking over territories to render it back under control or, as we like to say, to stabilize, you're going to have conflict within those zones because you're going to have Americans out there yelling Wolverine with their AK-47 over their heads saying, I'll be (laughs) damned if, if the, you know, the white hats do that to me today and those conflicts are going to happen and they should happen because america should not be overtaken from without and because the world knows and our leaders know 
you're not just going to invade America while we have power, while we have access to, to food, to gas, to communication, and to guns. Well, then we have to destroy it from within. Effectively, that's what we're seeing on uh, one of the last broadcasts me and you did. I was talking about how you can't even walk into a store anymore without, you know, seeing some sort of a political dispute happening. You know, you you can't say, you know, good afternoon, ma'am. Oh, don't call me ma'am. Okay, whatever. Whatever you want to be called. Good afternoon, fairy tale creatures. You can't even have a proper conversation with people anymore or they lose their minds. You can't have guns anymore in certain areas because, oh, well, it's dangerous. Well, it's not dangerous until the active shooter starts. Well, that's why we have law enforcement. Okay. Prior cop, right? Let me tell you. Law enforcement is always late. When a shooting happens, we are always late. That's why we're the first responder. You're the first victim. All right. Firefighters are the second responder. And the firefighters and EMS don't go in until we secured the scene. So if there's a guy running around in El Paso in a Walmart and he's shooting up at people, uh, you're, you're maybe three to five minutes from a couple units rolling up on that, on that Walmart. It would take hopefully the couple people who would be there to be prepared with an arm, uh, with arms on them to try and take down that threat, right? To try and neutralize that threat. But that's not happening in every city anymore. They ban guns. You have states that ban guns, ban magazines, ban ammunition. It's it's ludicrous to live in a nation where it is legal to own a firearm, but within the city or the state, it's illegal. Yeah, well, that's illegal that they're doing this, too. This should not be allowed to exist. But it's, again, it's about the Marxist-Communist takeover of America. We've been listening to um, the Doug and Dave Intel Report. And uh, there's a lot of meat here right now. And uh, I'm wondering when the Republicans are going to launch impeachment. There's discussion of it in the House, but there are 34 Demo uh, Republicans that are holding out. And mm -hmm. I plan on finding out who they are and publishing their names. I'll make this as public as I have to. Um, again, we're brought to you by the Satellite Phone Store. You can find out more about how to maintain communications during a grid-down scenario or an emergency scenario. Or, or wherever the power goes down, you can have communications. And where you go is 855-980-5830. That's 855-980-5830. Well, we've been speaking with Doug Thornton, a.k.a. the former wrecker. The former wrecker. How about that? He's out of the closet and he's here. Doug, thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Uh, excellent work tonight. And I look forward to next week's Intel Report. Thank you, Dave. Take care.